Sentire Media. Hello everyone. You're listening to A History of Italy. But not quite. This is a fill-in episode. You may have noticed that the last two weeks have come and gone without a peep of an episode, for which I apologize. That little thing called life has become a little bit overwhelming in the past few weeks, but we've started to get things under control. Instead, if you are racing to catch up and are quite happy about the break, you're welcome. Anyway, in exchange for the missing episodes, I thought I would update you on what's going on in Italy at the moment. Because, would you believe it, we thought that an international worldwide pandemic without historic precedent would be the best time to have a government crisis. Why not, of course? I mean, when you need strong leadership to roll out vaccinations, react to rising numbers and so on and so forth, that's just the best time to have a government crisis. It is so very typically Italian, it's either comical or tragic or tragicomical. I don't know, maybe we were just envious that all that weirdness over there in America was overshadowing our political weirdness. After all, political weirdness is our thing. It's our thunder. Don't steal it, please. Let me just explain what happened. First of all, we need to take a step back to see how our system works. I've mentioned this before, so forgive me for the repetition if you remember it perfectly. We have a parliamentary system. When we vote, we vote for a parliament with a very unusual form of a mixed majority and proportional vote. That means a part of the seats in Parliament are elected with a majority vote and the other proportionally, according to the percentage you get in the election. After the general elections, it is the responsibility of the Presidente della Repubblica, the President of the Republic, to sort out the results of the election and assign the responsibility of a government to a figure that he, or hopefully very soon in the future she, believes can form a stable government that will have a parliamentary majority support. Usually this is the leader of the party that gets the most votes, but very often, and especially in times of crisis, you can have a governo del presidente, a president's government in which he nominates somebody external that he or she thinks can resolve the current political situation. So, let's go back to the elections of 2018. In those elections, there was no clear strong majority, although the anti-establishment five-star party came out as the strongest party, so it was on their shoulders to try and form a government. After four months of a little bit of dillying and a little bit of dallying, they decided to form a government with the Anti-Immigration Nationalist League Party, headed by Matteo Salvini. This government lasted all of a year, and then, during the holiday period, Matteo Salvini of the League decided that he would pull the plug on the government. He said that it was due to the opposition he was getting from his five-star colleagues on various issues. Many critics think that, due to his growing popularity at the time, he thought the time was right for snap elections that would give him, in his own words, pieni poteri, full powers. A very ominous sentence considering Italian history. 
things didn't go that way. The Five Star Party shifted their alliance to the centre-left PD Party. The man credited mostly for orchestrating this move is ex-Prime Minister Matteo Renzi. Now, the Prime Minister is the one that the President of the Republic assigns the responsibility of forming a government to. In Italian, it's il Presidente del Consiglio, the President of the Council of Ministers. So, in the summer of 2019, Matteo Renzi of the PD party helps to orchestrate the new alliance between the Five Star Movement and the PD, as well as other smaller left-wing parties. Once he had finished doing that, Matteo Renzi decided it was time for him to form a new party called Italia Viva, which is something like Italy Alive or Lively Italy. And then, obviously, the pandemic hit. This whole time, that means with the government between the Five Stars and the League and then the government formed by the Five Stars and the PD, the Prime Minister was a man called Giuseppe Conte, not to be confused with Antonio Conte, who is the coach of Inter Milan, but many people do confuse the two. After another year and a few months, it was now Matteo Renzi, ex-PD, now Italia Viva, who decided it was time to pull the plug on the government. In his words, he was not being listened to. He was proposing important issues that fell on deaf ears. His critics say that this also was a power grab because they say that Renzi cannot stand not being in the spotlight. And his more or less 2% party Italia Viva is something that really burns. Many thought it was a bluff, but in the end, Prime Minister Antonio Conte called his bluff and the whole thing came crumbling down. Matteo Renzi withdrew his ministers, although some critics pointed out that ministers are ministers of the Republic and do not belong to Matteo Renzi, and that was that. Giuseppe Conte tried to find an alternative majority in Parliament. The numbers were there, but would never have allowed a stable government, and it would have meant fighting with various tiny little parties and individual independent members on almost everything that would be proposed to Parliament in a period of vaccine rollout and serious, serious need for economic relief from the pandemic. At this point, in a scenario of bickering infants that is our Italian political scene, one responsible member intervened, our President of the Republic, Sergio Mattarella. He warned of the severity of the situation and of how much worse it could get if they continued messing around, and now he has assigned the responsibility of trying to form a government to Mario Draghi. Mario Draghi, if you do not know him, is the ex-head of the European Central Bank. He is the guy that, when Barack Obama needed advice on certain economic issues, he would tell his staff, call Mario. It does happen, sometimes in history, that Italy, when needed, can pull a serious, internationally recognised member of the establishment out of its hat. That man at the moment and potential saviour is Super Mario, Mario Draghi. The very first thing that the Five Star Movement said was, no, 
but they seem to be coming round to the idea. It also depends on what their platform, Rousseau, will say. This is a platform of direct democracy on which the five-star movement, when faced with difficult decisions, pass the buck on to their members who can vote on the platform to say yes or no on various options. Some have imagined the question will be something like, do you believe in Draghi or do you believe in dragons? To which they would have to answer, yes, I believe in dragons. And perhaps there will be the opposite problem, i.e. quite a few people are lining up to get on board. Ranging from the far-left Leo, Liberi ed Uguali, free and equal, the PD, but even, wouldn't you guess it, good old uncle Silvio Berlusconi is quite happy to be in on the whole deal. The other centre-right parties, the League and Fratelli d'Italia, brothers and sisters of Italy, are waiting to see, although Giorgia Meloni, leader of Fratelli d'Italia, has already made it clear that she will not be supporting a Mario Draghi government. League leader Matteo Salvini declared on television, I don't know who this guy is. I just met him once in an airport. We believe he was trying to make a point of him not being involved in Italian politics. We sincerely don't believe that Matteo Salvini doesn't know who the ex-president of the European Central Bank is. But you never know. So, friends, that is the situation we find ourselves in today. Mario Draghi, that's Mario Dragons, is deeply involved in talks with political parties trying to form a stable government that can get us through the pandemic and on to the next elections which are set for 2023. Best of luck to you, Mario. Thanks very much for your patience in waiting for the episodes to come out, and I hope this episode has given you a little bit of clarity on a very confused situation. I would like to take the time to give a shout-out to a couple of podcasts that I recently discovered and really enjoyed. One is the history of modern Greece, which I found very interesting, and although I am really fascinated in the ancient world, I am looking forward to learning more about what happened to Greece after that period. Then, a really nice surprise was I'll Drink to That by Levy Dalton. It's all about wine, but he packs a load of history in there as well, and it's very well researched and narrated. And hearing about wine is always great, let's face it. So thanks very much to those two podcasts. I'd also like to take the time to thank our new Patreon supporters. So welcome, welcome aboard to Carrie, Juan and Julia. Great to have you as part of the family. I also would like to say hello to some of the listeners who have been in touch. So, Levy Dalton of the I'll Drink to That podcast, William, who is an American in Florence, enjoying the good Italian life, Anthony from New York, who would like to hear more about his native Abruzzo, You're quite right, Anthony. I haven't paid much attention to the region, which is really, really lovely. We enjoy going on holiday there. You will hear something about it in the Battle of Tagliacozzo. And if you're up to practicing your Italian, I really recommend listening to Storia d'Italia, 
which is by my good friend Marco Capelli, who is a native of Abruzzo. Thanks to Thomas Minucci for his very, very kind donation. Hello to John W., who has been in touch recently. And good old Sen. I'm sorry I haven't got back to you yet. I'll be catching up with my correspondence hopefully soon. And Anthony, thank you so very much for the salmon. It was lovely. We are great salmon guzzlers in our family. I also would like to thank two reviewers, that is James B. and This Ken, for their reviews on Apple Podcasts, and also shout out and thank you to Gnavoni for his review. Grazie, veramente troppo gentile, grazie. Don't worry, the podcast should be back on track relatively soon. The next episode is written and ready to record, and there are notes ready for quite a few episodes after that. So hopefully we'll be getting back to a more or less regular schedule. Thanks again to everyone very much for listening, for your patience, and until next time, arrivederci. Sentire Media Hey, podcast producers and show hosts. Do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentire Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com, that's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com, and find out how to submit your show.